Welcome to Haunters Podcast, a show dedicated to Universal Studios' Halloween Horror Nights, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and all things macabre. Now here are your hosts, Mr. Wonderful and Zach Hilton. Welcome everybody to another episode of Haunters Podcast. I am Mr. Wonderful. With me is a man who is not in a snowy area. No, no, no. I think you're barely even getting rain right now. But with me as always, <laughs> Zach Hilton. Oh yeah, no, there's nothing. It's blue skies out here. Oh. So uh, it's not supposed to rain until about one-ish, two-ish. Oh, okay. See, it wasn't supposed to snow by me until about 11-ish. Uh, but yeah, it's already snowing by me. So yeah, joy, wonderful, <laughs> great you stuff. You better get home quick and get that wine, Jack. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because you know I'm doing a dry January. So um, oh yeah, no. wait, wait, wait to rub it in my face that we're the first snow day of the new decade falls in yeah. dry January. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll go get wine. <laughs> you tell me your favorite. I'll go to uh, get like Williamsburg Winery you wine. No, that's gonna be the favorite. <laughs> I'll get either two shillings or I'll get uh, what's the white one we like the governor. Uh, governor the governor's white how I, how I ended the decade getting wine drunk off of governor's white and missing the ball drop. <laughs> That is uh, so wonderful. That is a typical wonderful one. To be fair that day, I did start drinking at like 5.30 at dinner, and I was up at like 3.30 in the morning. So I was shocked I made... What sucks is, by the way, Happy New Year, because this is the first one. (laughs) No, I just realized this is actually our first episode that's dropped in the new year that's not a part of the Patreon. So Happy New Year to all of you. Yes, Happy New Year. Happy New Year one and all. And thank you to our new Patreon, Rob. Review it, Rob. He's now our Patreon. Review it, Rob. Review it, Rob. So no more talking slander about him on the Patreon show. Oh, no. It's it's (laughs) still happening. I know Wonderful has a specific show coming out called uh, Screw You, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that show is still going to exist on the Patreon uh, because now he pays for it. So now he'll know exactly what's being said. Uh, No, we're joking. We're joking, Rob. We love you. Thank you for joining the Patreon. Thank you all who have joined the Patreon. Uh, that is still there for you, of course, as well. If you go to patreon.com, you can find us. You can find the links to our Patreon as well through our Facebook page, uh, which hasn't been getting much likes lately, but has been getting a lot of love on the stuff that's been posted over there. So thank you, guys. Facebook.com, Haunters Podcast. And, of course, on our Twitter, Haunters P-O-D, which is still active every still moment of the day. climbing, baby. Oh, man, so much better than whoever runs the Facebook from our team. Uh, just gotta say, we gotta fire the person that handles the Facebook account. Yeah, I don't know how we have a good half of a social media manager and half not. That's weird, right? It's so weird. Maybe, uh, I don't know what we gotta do with that, but, uh, somebody's gotta have a talking with the Facebook guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We'll get on that right after this episode. (laughs) I'm sure you will be texting me going, hey, idiot. Hey, Uh, post this. (laughs) Post this. (laughs) Behind the scenes for y'all, that's really why, like, 90% of what gets posted on Facebook gets there. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I send him the link and I go, I need you to put this up. I don't hear from him for two hours. Brooke, put this up. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny because it's true. Um, but yeah, uh, so welcome to the first episode of the new year of uh, Haunters Podcast. Uh, excited to be here because coming up uh, in just a couple minutes, it's going to actually be a book review. You mentioned Brooke, but you and Brooke actually do have a book review coming up. Um, 
I, I, I'm, it's called the old one and the sea. Yes. And it's by Lex Jones. It's a, um, it's an old school, like horror for kids and we kind of, yeah, we dive deep into it. Um, we have a good review about it. We also have a good discussion about horror themes introduced to children. So it's a, it's a very good review that that I'm proud of and I can't wait till you guys can hear it. Yeah. That's going to be coming up in uh, just a couple minutes, but first uh, we wanted to, you know, not much on the HHN front because again, this is, if you are new to the show, welcome to the show, but this is a show dedicated to a lot of Halloween Horror Nights, but not just Halloween Horror Nights, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, ghoulish things, the macabre, uh, so to say, because we're obsessed, well, I'm obsessed with death and the void uh, and all that good stuff. I can't really speak for you on that one, Zach. <laughs> No, no, I just like to getting spooked, but uh, thanks for the inside. (laughs) No problem, no problem, yeah. Love, love talking about the void, love looking into it. From once we came, we we shall return to, you know, we can't, we were, we were born of dust and to dust we shall become, so, uh, yeah, I'm obsessed with that. Uh, so. you are. (laughs) Yeah, love that death, baby. Dress it in black. Mmm, give Mm. it to me. Uh, but either way, <laughs> yeah, give me that death, baby. Come for me, death. Uh, supernatural fans, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. now, so uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. We wanted to talk about this one since we do do Halloween Horror Nights every year, and we will mm-hmm. obviously be going for HHN 30 this year. Uh, <laughs> and we do a couple other haunts as well. What are three haunts outside of what we normally hit each year? that we would like to attend. And, you know, for our normal ones, it's HHN, it's Bush Gardens, uh, it's King's Dominion. Um, I guess it's fair to say as well, um, some of the other local haunts throughout the area kind of have become more of our normal ones uh, as well, especially since uh, Tiny listens to us, follows us, and stalks you <laughs> because he's ready for you and waiting for you. He's very stalky. <laughs> for such a tall guy, he's good at hiding. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? <laughs> I know. Seriously. I can, I can barely walk into a room without like 20 people noticing I'm in there. This dude, like seven foot. And I'm like, oh, hey, he's watching us from somewhere. I don't know where. Can't find him. Hey, he uses maximum hiding space. <laughs> he's good at using maximum hiding space. I'm not good at that, but uh, no. So I, I was curious, Zach. Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to list your three haunts outside of what we typically do that you look forward to hitting, or do you want to do like you'll hit one, I'll hit one, you hit one, I hit one, and kind of bounce back and forth, or do you want me to start? Uh, you know what? Just start. Give me your three, and then we can kind of dive into those. Then I'll go into mine. Okay. Uh, my three. Not so much on the haunted houses thing, which is kind of why I was just kind of swinging at the letting you all know, like, I'm into death and ghostly encounter stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, three things that I would love to hit. I would love to actually stop in Savannah, Georgia this year on the way to Halloween Horror Nights because Savannah, Georgia is one of the most haunted cities in America. I, I re- think I recall mentioning that I drove through it, but didn't really stop this past year on the way to HHN. I would Mm -hmm. love to actually plan the trip around stopping this year, spending the night in Savannah, Georgia, but specifically hitting uh, places like Moon River Brewing Company, which is a haunted spot, the Gribble House, which does haunted things like that. And this is, by the way, this is all just one. Uh, I'm not saying like these are two of the three. 
just Savannah, Georgia is the spot I'd like to hit this year and actually spend a day and some time uh, sitting there with, uh, you know, a digital recorder just waiting to hear somebody go, I'm coming for you, Nick. Like, I, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, but I want that. <laughs> or like, I want to be like sitting in like the Gribble house and be like, so are there any children here? Demon. And like get that in my voice recorder and be like, oh crap, like I told y'all, I told y'all the exorcist is scary because it's a real story. Like, <laughs> but and almost half reasoning that like you are done with the living, like you're just <laughs> done with the living with men and women, and you're just like, I'm gonna find a nice demon ghost to I mean, be my wife. Listen, um Sunday, me, baby. <laughs> Sunday was it would be the first time and uh I've lost count of track that somebody invaded me, but it made me ghost <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'm welcoming it. Uh, it's just been That's so long. That's our next shirt. Invade me, baby. <laughs> it's, hashtag, it's been too long. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, I, I mean, I'd say that maybe if I came across a book of the recently deceased, I'd read it and try and figure out all that stuff. But no, Savannah, Georgia, I'd like to hit. Uh, I do want to do as well. I'd love to do Gettysburg for the 4th of July because that is a time where, again, going to the ghostly encounters, I would hope to actually have a spiritual encounter. And I think Gettysburg would be a cool spot on the anniversary of the Gettysburg battle. You know, that 4th of July weekend, July 2nd, 3rd, 4th, all of that. I'd like to be there. And then sticking with the paranormal spots, uh, Eastern State Penitentiary. I've been wanting to go there for years. It's not too far away in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, so it's just a couple hours up the road for me. Uh, but I'd love to go there because that's, you know, penitentiaries, great spots to have a ghostly encounter. And again, I just want to have that voice recorder with me and listen back to it. And then it's just like, Nick. <laughs> Demon! <laughs> Don't pull the switch! You. Yeah, I'm gonna invade you. Oh my goodness, so that's what that great feeling was when I was at the penitentiary. <laughs> Diveth, okay. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that's... <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you got me after I just did like two other shows, so I'm punch drunk right now. Uh, I love it. But yeah, no, th- those are my three. So three, I, I'm, I'm I, looking at more I... three ghostly. I highly enjoy that. I enjoy the fact that you aren't doing the typical haunts because in typical, I mean, house haunts, yeah. like how we do. But I feel like between what you listed and what I'm going to list, I think it's going to be very, um, I won't say easy, but I feel like we're going to be able to maybe knock a lot of this out, especially with yours not in primetime haunt season. We yeah. can go on the 4th of July to Eastern or Gettysburg and we can go to Philadelphia for the prison. I would love to go to a prison tour again because I did one in South Carolina. Oh, you lucky and creepy stuff. Yeah. So I did, uh, did that and creepy stuff did happen. So maybe, maybe we can go back, check it out. Uh, or even this new one that you want to go visit. It could be kind of stellar. So I'm completely in. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I've said it for such a long time. The show is like that weird extension of, I've always been weirdly drawn to this aspect, ghostly encounter stuff and all of that. And I don't, I can't ever recall like 
there's a specific moment in my life where I was visited by a ghost and I have to have answers. I've just, I, I think more of my religious side of things of like, I'm just curious if there is an afterlife. Like I want that conclusive. Yes. We aren't just going to die. And that's the end of it, that our energy goes on somewhere else. So I, this Brother. just like, yeah, it just sounds like a fun thing for me. Like this is weird get getting my because... jollies out. <laughs> Well, I get it because like you haven't had that experience. I have had yes. that experience. Like I had a ghost visit me and it told me I wasn't doing right. I wasn't doing right in life. So then it like weirdly presented three ghosts to me. First was the past and it lived. I literally <laughs> lived my past. And then I, you know, kind of learned about how I made my wrongs. Then I visited my present and see how much of a douche I was. And then I was visited by the future. And the future was really grim for me and the people that I knew. So it was really weird. It put me on the straight and narrow, which is why we have this show now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you, when you were in the present, did you uh, show up at somebody's house and they were playing a game and they opened a Christmas gift and it was a VCR from your assistant? Um, no, that was my <laughs> ex-secretary. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, fine, keep I'm the VCR. so bad to have it so long. <laughs> I was just letting you go with it, because I was like, oh, oh no. the, the holidays are over, but okay, fine, we can do Scrooge. Uh, I'm Whatever. Okay with this. <laughs> did, did you cry in your past because you were really happy with that meat gift you got? Of uh, course, <laughs> that kid gets a five-pound piece of prime meat what do you expect's gonna happen oh goodness oh. gracious i told you tears zachary <laughs> niagara falls <laughs> um yeah oh, so God. those are those are good lists i'm gonna get back on track and go with my three yes what are your my three? three are going to be haunted houses okay. so i'm going to start with um florida because i want to make it back down to florida obviously, because we're going to go that way for uh, HHN anyways. But in Jacksonville, there's a haunted house that I want to go to that I've seen the haunt scene go to. I've seen the Misfits Unmanaged go to. And it's called the 13th Floor Haunted House. It looks pretty spooky. It looks fun. I'm completely in. Plus, it's Florida, so you know I'm going to be a big fan. Um, and it's Jacksonville, and then, hell of a town. Hell of a town, Jacksonville. Uh, then I would like to make my way to New Jersey Ooh. and this, yeah, and to keep with the theme of 13, this is called the 13th Hour House. And it just, from the pictures, it looks disgusting. It looks creepy. It kind of reminds me of Mortem Manor kind of set up. So okay. hopefully it's like a, yeah, it's a year round house. So All right. you know me. I'd, if we go to Philadelphia for your prison, might as well go to Jersey, baby. Might as well just keep heading up north. That's what I'm saying. What a weekend that would be. And then I'm going to keep it in town. There is a uh, haunted house in Handover County, Virginia, which isn't too far from me and not too yeah, far no, from no, me, really. Me. Yeah, it's closer um, to me, I think. Yeah, and it's called the Red Vein Haunted House. Ooh. And over, you know, they did a regular haunt season house, but they also had a Krampus house uh. this year. And I've talked to many a people, a friend of uh, mine, Matt Wade. He's actually doing something with them. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not saying I'm a part of it or anything like that. But Are you a part a of it? 
Yes, I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, if it comes to fruition, cool. Can't wait to be a part of it. You'll probably be a part of it. Ooh. But um, it, it it seems like a fun, fun old place. They did the Krampus house, like I said. So they really take their scare seriously. And I love it. And from looking at the pictures, I mean, the Krampus looks disgusting. The regular house itself, it looks like they have mamma jamma parties up in this place. It looks creepy. So... Red Vane is my uh, third house. I I like it. Again, it is it is a very different list that the two of us uh, threw together. You threw together. You threw in the traditional haunted houses. I threw in the maybe something will follow you home from here. Uh, right. And then and then you'll actually really have to be dealing with like you know presence <laughs> the, the past the present and the future to, who needs to leave the house when i have all these ghosts exactly <laughs> why go to a haunted house when i could just walk into the bathroom and i don't know whether or not my light's gonna turn off in the middle of me taking a dump uh exactly and then something goes Ooh, i'm coming inside you it's like yeah that's fine <laughs> it's you. just invade invade away baby uh just give me like five more minutes in here and then let me shut the door and uh, open a window. But uh, no, yeah. don't worry. They're going to invade you and then they will come in you. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Um, this show but, is disgusting. But, but to try and get it back on track for a second, because that is kind of supposed to be my job. I'm not good at it. ADD. And, uh, you know, the month of April this year is going to be fantastic. But uh, <laughs> jumping to New Jersey again, when you mentioned that there is one spot that uh, surprisingly for growing up, Long Island. I never did it, and I always have wanted to do it. The Six Flags for their uh, oh, they haunts. do uh, they do uh, they do uh, they do uh, I forgot what it's called. It's Six Flags Fright Fest, Fright uh-huh. Dinner, or something. It's one of those dumb play on words they do. Uh, but yeah, they right. uh, they they do one every year. Uh, they actually just made headlines this past year because I can't remember if it was Jersey or the one closer to us in Maryland. Uh, did the you pay to stay in the coffin and if you can stay in the coffin for like 24 hours or 12 hours something like that you win a pro they were doing one of those uh, crazy ass coffin gimmicks that i was like nope yeah. never 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 I think, never i think king's dominion did it this year oh did they okay yeah. uh you know but you know me i'm claustrophobic so anytime anybody says want to be in a coffin and win something i go i don't care I don't care what you were giving me. You you could have paid off my student loans if I stayed in the coffin. And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'll, oh, I'll stay in that guy. <laughs> I'm in Jack. Let's yeah. go. And you don't even have student loans. <laughs> no, no. And you've seen me. I've survived. I survived three minutes and I was like, that's it. Yeah, I know. And while you were in there for the three minutes, I was on the outside breathing the oxygen around me going, how is he doing this? How is he doing this? <laughs> I can't breathe. And I'm surrounded by oxygen. <laughs> literally not trapped oh. in a in a small tiny little box of death i tell you what i desperately need to get back to uh old town what uh, a town what a town uh we will get back to old town but you know we've already done that haunt but we'll do that haunt yeah. again so uh these are six cool i think i think this yeah. is a cool list of six haunts that we should uh definitely shoot for this year give reviews on uh, and all that fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, the Jacksonville one, that's like, it's cool because two of these we can definitely just like crank out by going to Universal again this year. That's how I feel. I feel like we can, you know, make our trip down, do it. And then even during the summer, 
we can figure out ways we can make the others work. I, I put on Twitter, I want to go to seven new haunts this year, and I feel like we're going to be able to do it. So I'm yeah, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, got anything else to say about the haunts right now? No, no, no. I think we should just go ahead and move to the book review. Right. Of, uh, yeah. So, yeah, after the break, we will uh, have a book review. It'll be me and Brooke. Good old Brooke. Good old talking Brooke. About, <laughs> talking about Lex Jones's The Old One and The Sea. You can follow Lex on Twitter at Lex H. Jones. And you can buy his book on Amazon. But we'll get into more of that on that review. It's coming up next. Hey there, podcast fans. I am Cassie, and I'm the host of Disflix and Tidbits, my solo movie podcast about Disney Company movies from the past, present, and coming soon, and all the little extras, movie news, and experiments on nostalgia in between. Come for the childhood memories, stay for the deep dives into your favorite movies. New episodes every other Wednesday. Tune in to Disflix and Tidbits. Subscribe for free wherever podcasts are found. And what's up, everybody? This is uh, something different that we're going to do. This is more in the realm of Brooke. It is! It is in the realm of the most brookiest Brooke I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And uh, right now we're actually going to do a, a horror children's novel review. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, you didn't introduce me, so I'm like a little thrown off. I didn't get to do my little tag. We're mid-show. <laughs> We're mid-show. If <laughs> you could still be like, and this part, okay, we're so, going to pull in Brooke. And then I could have said, that's me. Okay, so we are going to do a review of a children's horror novel. Uh, the review is going to be myself, Zach, and Brooke. That's me. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. And the book we are going to review today is The Old One and the Sea. It's written by Lex Jones. You can find him on Twitter at Lex H. Jones. And this book is actually on Amazon. You can purchase it either physically or mm-hmm. on the Kindle edition so far. So um, I'm and all. It just came out. Yeah, it just came out. And basically, uh, it's about a boy kind of going through life changes Mm -hmm. because he understands he's at a really weird age of like, not yet a man, but still a child. But he sees how adults act in different situations. Mm -hmm. And even for him, he is... Almost changing as well. Right. Um, well, he's lonely. He's yeah. He was living in a town that was very apostrophe. I cannot speak. Oh my gosh, was very lively. We'll go there since I want to have issues. Um, was very lively and had um, even like a, a beautiful peer that he likes remembering that had all these games, and then the Great War happened. And now his town, like businesses have closed and places that he has gone and, and, and yes, loved like and had memories. Little carnival are, area yeah, are, near are the gone. pier where he lives. Um, it's not there anymore. And right. um, don't really want to dive to too much spoilers right. later on into the story. But early on, yes, 
there is a point where like he picks up the rifle game. Like he picks mm-hmm. up a rifle and he's shooting and he's squinting his eyes enough. And I remember seeing this and he squints his eyes enough where the objects turn into German soldiers mm-hmm. because he has lost his father. Mm-hmm. He is missing in action and his mom had to sit him down, tell him what that meant. So he knows he's lost his father to this war and he wants kind of a revenge right there. Right. Um, but then uh, something, uh, I wouldn't say magical, but something. Well, an earthquake. Yes. An happens earthquake happens. And brings this black reef. Yes. To the surface and something else with it. Yes. And. Howard, mm-hmm. um, this boy, begins a strange and interesting relationship. Yes. And I feel like that's really where I'm going to yeah. you know, go as far as telling what the story is. Um, right. And you get to see how their relationship builds and, and, right. and, you know, it's a very, very well-crafted story mm-hmm. where it really does a good job dealing with how people react to things mm-hmm. and how unfairly that reaction happens, especially to things that don't necessarily deserve it. Right. And... Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is I really, I don't, I don't remember whether or not we said this, but it is a children's book. Yes, we And did. it's part of uh, the beginning of a series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is in the horror genre for kids. Right. And it does, like you said, it, it, you have instances where, you know, you, you are building the relationship or whatnot, but unfairly things can be seen different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think ultimately Lex wrote a story that you can really get into because Mm -hmm. I'll be quite honest. I don't read so much. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big reader and I'm the big reader. You're the big reader. Mm -hmm. And I wanted you to be a part of this, but you read it and you even told me I should read it. And I was like, okay, well, if you're, if you're like, you got to do this, why not? So right. then I went, I read it, took me an hour mm-hmm. to read it all. Obviously you shorter amount, miss, I read everything right. super duper fast. Yeah. Um, but it really is a good children's novel. Mm-hmm. It's something that you and me both said after we read it, oh my gosh, I would love to read this to like Gray. I mean, even right now, um, Lil Hilton, mm-hmm. he could, I think, enjoy the story yeah. himself just reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a very cool, like, kind of introduction to horror if right. you want it to be. Exactly. That's kind of how I felt. I um, loved how. It, the, the overall arc of the story was mm-hmm. amazing, um, especially for a children's book and a children's yeah. novel. And we've kind of said this before um, for Patreons that um, I work in the education field. So even more so coming from that point of view, 
I love and I would highly even recommend that this be a book in a classroom. Oh, like, wow. I don't look at it as like, oh, man, I don't know if a child should read this or not. Like, I don't look at it like that. I look at it that even going beyond the horror aspect, the overall story is amazing. Like, I would want to do, um, like, a, a reader's workshop on mm. this with students because I would really want to dive into it because there's so much character development. There's so many things that you can really dive into that are amazing. And even when I think about it as a parent, that if you're sitting down and reading this with your kid, you can have so many good conversations mm -hmm. about so many different aspects, mm -hmm. and which is what I really liked about it. And I thought that it was a good story. It was well put together and... It was enjoyable. It was a very easy read. Mm -hmm. I think that it would um, push the imagination because it gives some really good details but doesn't go overboard. Mm -hmm. um, it's not too descriptive, but it's enough to where I feel like it can get your mind going down that street of like visually being able to see everything going on and feeling certain ways towards certain things that are going on in the book, which I feel like if a book can kind of pull you in like that, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I guess my final thoughts on it were going on your descriptive stuff. I agree. It's like they definitely paint a picture for you of how everything looks, but you definitely can create a little bit more with your mm -hmm. imagination. They give you um, some cartoon uh, drawings in the book as well that are very adorable but again i think myself i was making my own as i was going as well and i could see that um i really enjoyed the supporting characters i there's one character uh august that i am a i i, I liked his story of being a friend uh howard the mm -hmm. main character and it's just, I, I really do. I think it's a, it's a good book. It's a good read. I would love to read it to my kids, right. plan on getting it. Um, because Lex, uh, very thankfully gave us a PDF to read. Right. And I think I would actually really like a physical Hard copy. copy. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Just too. because it'd be a nice one to have for right. the kids growing up. So. And especially because it's going to be a part of a collection. Exactly. Well, the last chapter like got me because I forgot that this was going to be a part of it. So when the last chapter happens, made me happy. Right. Um, so yeah, I can't recommend this anymore mm -hmm. as a book. Right. And that's what I was going to say. And I definitely think if, you know, for readability, you're probably looking at about third, fourth grade. Mm -hmm. um, like as for reading level, I think that it is something that you can sit down with your child prior to yeah, and sit and read even after that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's a good book. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then there was something before we even got into reading the book. Oh, yes. This was the part that um, I told you that struck the biggest chord with me mm -hmm. because um, you and I have very different ways that we were brought up. Right. And when I think about our children, 
like I said, you and I were brought up very differently. So I can't say which one is right or wrong, but I definitely want to be able to find our own path as to what does this look like. So prior to the actual book beginning in, in part of the beginning parts, it was like for the adults only. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of talking about like, you know, how do you introduce horror to your kids? Like, mm -hmm. what does that look like? And it even kind of jokes being like, you know, the old saying is it never hurt me. I'm okay. Type thing. Right. Um, I turned out fine. Right. And talking about how, you know, you used to sneak down and you used to watch. And that wasn't necessarily me because horror was not something that was in my home. Like, movies, my my mother is not a fan at all. Right. Um, so it was not something that was at all even present in my household. Right. And it goes to the fact that I'm a very, very fearful person. Like, I, any little noise... And I jump. Like right. If it's not something I was expecting, to me, that is a scare. And that's yeah. not what this book is about. It doesn't mm -hmm. have, like, jump scares by any means. So I don't want it to come across that way. I'm just talking about my own personal, that's what I think of when I think of horror. Mm -hmm. But it does, like, you know, we're, we're watching Buffy. Right. And Buffy deals with different types of horror that goes from vampires to monsters to... Uh, insects and we kind of have those discussions so this talks about you know th the book itself is about monsters and and the horror in that and what does that look like um and so there is that conversation of like how would you introduce horror to your kids and it got me like truly thinking like okay well you know we kind of I kind of tease you because uh our our smallest mm -hmm. um, loves a Jason mask. Yeah. Like, there's no tomorrow. Like, he wants to put it on. He right. wants you to put it on only for a few seconds because he does get kind of like, okay, that's enough. Right. Um, but he loves putting it on and, and he loves scaring me with it as well. Right. Um, and there's always that thing in the back of my mind being like, oh, my God. What are if we doing? somebody, like, saw this, they right. would be like, oh, my God, you are ruining and destroying that child. But we don't, by no means do we ever glorify certain situations. Right. Um, because there's been scenes on that just in regular TV that are just a scary moment. And he, and he gets very apprehensive and yeah, backs off. Yeah, gets taken aback. Yeah, and like, oh my gosh. Um, which I think is a good thing to, because to me that's right to versus react. wrong. Right. Um, but as for being fearful of certain situations versus loving and admiring and, and seeing it for being creative and seeing things about like, okay, well, what is, you know, what's really going on here? Yeah. I think that that's, you know, what I see. Yeah us raising more like well even in this introduction like to this book it was perfectly done um when i was reading it because they brought up like scooby-doo yes. and other kind of like how do you get them into it and the introduction was done by jim mcleod um he 
you know, he brings up how this book is almost perfect for yeah. that kind of introduction. And that's exactly how mm-hmm. I look at this. Yes. Does my kid sometimes put on a Jason mask? Of course he does. But he puts on that mask in the same vein he would put on a Batman mask. Right. It's not necessarily to try to scare you. No. But he doesn't know what Jason is. He hasn't seen the movies. This is true. Um, Where, when I've done it with, you know, all the kids is... We ease them in. We yeah. don't, I don't go, hey, hey, the biggest one. When you're we, nine, I'm not like, come watch The Exorcist. Right. We just but, took Little Hilton mm-hmm. to HHN. Right. Well, not this past one, but the, the year before. Right. Like, that was his first time. And and he had to show us, like, that he can handle certain situations. Yeah, we've always tested okay where he is. With those things. I think it's very important to do those kind of things. Right. And I'll be honest, I think we do a good job. And that's why going back to this, like, I can see this as his first, like, little novel. Mm-hmm. To get into that world if he wants to be in it. I'm right. not going to push it on him if he doesn't want to have any interest in the horror. Right. But I will read this. I will show Scooby-Doo. I will even probably, when he's eight, mm-hmm. show him the old school Universal movies I've been watching. Right. Because they're not gory. They're, not. they're just right. They just have those characters. And then we can move and on. It's and it's having he's... that conversation. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think, again, once again, that's what's great about this novel written by Lex Jones is that it's a great introduction, and I'm very thankful for him uh, giving us a copy again, the PDF. Once again, go to Amazon, just search The Old One and The Sea. Mm-hmm. You will find the hardcover. You can get it in Kindle. You can do it either way. Go follow Lex on Twitter, at Lex H. Jones. Hopefully we can speak to him down the line for more of his other short stories that are coming out because he is the author of The Other Side of the Mirror and Nick and Abe. He's he's pretty cool. I want to get into his adult stuff too. Yeah. Because I'm I'm hooked and I just read a kid's one. I don't right, know if that's, that's just I... me and I just am a kid. But <laughs> well, you, know. you never know. But going back, highly recommend it. Yeah. I think that it it's a very good transition into like we said horror i think it's a good kids book i think that especially even for boys who i feel like have a difficult time sometimes picking up books and reading like it's not their go-to i definitely think that this is one that they could kind of sink into absolutely so uh yep thank you that was the review of the old one in the sea and uh we will get back to our regular scheduled show bye brooke bye brooke Hey, this is Josh. And I'm Rob. And we are from the Diz Noids Podcast. Join us each week as we try to keep our random ramblings in check. That's right. Dive into our cauldron with the sweetness of recipes from theme parks to movies to music to comics to any and everything we can talk about. Our jibber-jabber knows no boundaries, but our expertise in these fields will be sure to make your ear holes smile. That's right. Follow us each week with our episodic adventures with a side of sarcasm to lead us through the magical forest of pop culture. You can find us where all podcasts are found, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and even on Facebook. Just search The Disnoids. That's right, my wonderful, wonderful friends. As always, stay metal.
Invade me, invade me, invade me, Zach, invade me. Whoa, yeah, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Hunter's Podcast, or as uh, this might be uh, titled from this point forward, the Invade Me Podcast. Yeah, the uh, Invade Me Podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you, I am so freaking punch drunk right now, dude. You, you can't. No, my brain's fried. So uh, <laughs> I do have to say, though, uh, you and Brooke, incredible interview talking about The Old One and the Sea by Lex Jones. Uh, that was a great interview, guys. Uh, well, not is even interview. interview uh, see, like I said, book review. <laughs> like I said, I'm totally fried. I'm reading it, it, right here. The paper that you hear says book review, The Old One and the Sea by Lex Jones. And I'm calling it a freaking interview. Um, so, yeah, Zach. Why don't yeah. you just take over, Rob, for, for the hey, moment? no problem. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening to this show. I'm going to get my friend a bed to rest on because he can't have any wine during snow day. Thank you for listening. Make sure you join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash hunters podcast. We also, on everything you want to listen to on Apple, on the Podbean, on the Spotify, on the Google, all those things that you listen to podcasts on, we are there. We have a YouTube search hunters podcast because we are now updating that joint. I'm getting back into the game thing because I have a VR set and I think VR is the scariest form of video game playing plus we're going to have like show reviews quick show reviews and stuff like that so make sure you subscribe to our YouTube and you know all that good stuff so wonderful yeah do you want to say that thing that you say at the end of the show to end said show uh which show is this again because again my brain is fr- is this the one where i go peace and love at the end no 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 that's not this one uh <laughs> i'll give you an abc it's either thanks podcast show stop <laughs> b stay scary my friends or c thanks for the interview uh thanks for the interview Thank you for listening to another episode of Haunter's Podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend, and you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and other streaming services just by searching Haunter's Podcast. You can tweet us at Haunter's POD, or you can find us on Facebook by searching Haunter's Podcast. Until next time, don't open that door or check under your bed. Make sure your doors are locked and the lights are on. You never know when the next scare will come for you. <laughs>